Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I'm Naziati Muhammad Yaqub, the Talk Architecture host for this podcast. Here we have some notes, and I've been reading the book, How Buildings Learn, What Happens After They're Built, by Stuart Brand. And what I got from it is an important point, an important factor in actually when we need to assess on mental health balance. And on the other hand, on architecture, on the practice of architecture, on the education of architecture students. The point I'm trying to make is that you need to visualize in order to take action. When we build something, is it adaptable enough, adaptable enough or flexible enough to be changed? Because architecture is not static. If we are designing and building something that is static to our own image, to what we desire, we leave out the client's endeavor or the user's endeavor to change it. So how much do we need to design something that is in our in our own image or in our own vision and not considering flexibility? This is the discussion that we're having with regard to this word visualization. Visualization assists in mental health when one thinks about the goals and the aims of one's life. We could sketch out or map out. Best is to sketch out as detailed as possible in three-dimensional form or like a perspective. Sketch out a scenery or a scenario. An art piece, even, of something that we wish to happen, we, we desire to happen. And it's very intimate to our needs, our wants and desires. Yeah, it is something that we aspire to. And having that sketched out in a form that is we're able to refer to, like, in a sketch pad or place it nearby for us to look at from time to time. It will serve as something that is like a plan, a blueprint for future, for the future. Now, this is just the everyday thing, um, things that we have in our lives. It's, it is not architecture, but in architecture, we sketch out a plan or a design. And for the architect, the intention is to include or not to include the user or the client in the process of how this architecture that we're visualizing and to be built, is it something that we could, um, we could see changing in the future the flexibility and adaptability of that architecture, will that assist, enable 
the client or the user to to suit to their future requirements or is it so fixed and so stylized and so signaturized that you can't do much except to follow the agenda that has been set by the architect this is just a um assertion a hypothesis meaning the architect could be um designing something in collaboration and that would be a better process earlier in the design because that would that brief that the architect has taken is been seriously met to to create the new architecture so with that in mind how far are we willing to be an enabler rather than be someone who would stick to our own vision how far how much would we want collaboration to happen and how much you wanted architecture to be able to deal with the changes that it might might happen to it but often in the market for architects you would want to sign up someone because of their style because they inform something art or a beauty in architecture that that person could do which you would want to buy because it is selling and buying it is a commodity architecture as a commodity would be something of another topic that i'd like to discuss as well but architecture as utility architecture is functional in which it suits the purpose of what it is intended to be but in thinking about what stuart brand has cited in his book how buildings learn um there are different types of buildings obviously um but any building i mean a building type is very much considered to be something that's very specific it could be a church a design in a manner where it is to be worship in it's kind of fix a fixed vision but we have heard of conservation projects where they turn the church into a school or uh, an office or um a residence and with a bit of upgrading it would be comfortable as those functions and um the prototype of um the uh, uh church which is considered to be based on the basil basilica um form 
previously could accommodate these functions. Straightforward, it has a huge space for the congregation and, you know, a huge space like that, like a factory almost. But a factory would have less decoration or ornamentation compared to a church. So if you don't consider that too much, the ornamentation part, it could be a very robust type where you could change it easily. That is the church building. So when when an architect thinks about a form and its purest perception or manner that the architect goes about in designing, it they may look for a flexible form or adaptable form that you know could be could could have change of use easily in the future. And that's what I'm concerned about is that to in architecture education there is a need to actually address the subject with students of architecture and how what they do could be something that allows flexibility or adaptability to happen. History meets theory meets architecture design purely because um, the past could be used again for the future, obviously. Architecture is somewhat a permanent endeavor. The thing is being built and it is even costly to demolish it. So how is it adaptable to suit for the changes that could happen. And in that regard, I would like to conclude that for this short interlude on architecture design and on the concept of flexibility and adaptability in building. And that little, little scope that deals with functionality and form I would like to conclude another session for us to think about with regard to architecture design and architecture education. Thank you very much.